All right, inappropriate. What we're doing this is like a baby episode, and it's kind of uh, bringing me back to my roots. And I don't mean Lavar Burton, <laughs> because this next guest was actually the very, very first guest of Inappropriate Earl. But due to my lack of knowledge about wiring and uh, the podcast world in general, uh, it never really recorded. I'm actually hoping that this doesn't record either, but that's beside the point. Well, you better, because you're plugging your fucking comedy album. Well, that's... you know what, dude? No. Hold on, let me introduce you, dude. <laughs> let me introduce you. First off, I'd like to uh, announce we have new music on Inappropriate Earl. And <laughs> now that we got the drum solo out of the way... Let's put your hands together for the one, the only Jason Galern. You know, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that we're doing a mini episode here because <laughs> I bet. the few times that I've listened to this podcast and you know, you're one of my all time favorite comedians. You're the funniest guy in the world, but the, the intros that you give some of the fucking retards that come on your podcast is such a, a load of horseshit. And I'm glad that you didn't give me some fucking bullshit fucking intro because i would have had to walk out but i love you well you can't walk out because you got a comedy album you're trying to plug but you, you well know. i'll tell you what i i've been two days now uh i put it out two days ago on itunes and no no the thing is it's not on itunes i talked to trip and trip was like you know what try sell it yourself because my business acumen is directly up my ass so trip said Who's trip i don't triple Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he knows about the business. Yes. So he said, he's putting out fucking records all the time. So he said, I call him, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And Tripp said, try to sell yourself first, do a pod or whatever or two, and then try to sell yourself and then put it on iTunes. And I have another record on iTunes. I did that with a, with a fucking company or whatever. But so I'm trying this and a few people have bought the record already and most importantly, what I love, because it's not a lot of fucking money, it's a few bucks, who gives a shit? I love, 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 love the few of my buddies who've like promoted it. I think I love that. I think it's so fucking cool. And I'm v extremely appreciative of the comics who've tweeted out or whatever, who bought it, who tweeted it, whatever. So I love that. And that's, that's the type of shit that's most important to me. And that's why I have no money. But if it's if it's not on iTunes, how do people? Well, gonna, where I'm, do people buy it? Well, I'm gonna. They go to my website, irishcomic.com, and then there's a. There, I learned a whole lot about fucking. You can go. There's a. There's a company called. This will be good for comedians. Uh, a company called uh, <clears throat> Simple Goods. So you go and you can put your shit on your website, and then it's like a digital download. So you you upload the fucking thing to them. And it's called simplegoods.co. And then they they take a percentage of your cup. But a lot of these places, you got to pay like 15 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, which is fucking retarded. I'm not going to do that shit. So this company, you can put three products out, right? And they take like a percentage of whatever's sold. So, so nothing. <laughs> yeah, 0% of zero is fucking zero. Well, like my Uncle Bobby used to tell me. <laughs> uh, he said, Earl, what do you get for nothing? And I was like, what? He's like, nothing. <laughs> well, Uncle Bobby would be proud of this. But the point is, I just love the fact that, you know, you can create shit, create art, document it. A few people buy it, most people don't, but it's fucking cool. And then you can have a few buddies promote it, which is just beautiful. And I love, 
all the lads who did that. Like uh, uh, Brenton Biddlecombe from the Comedy Store, who I think is a fucking genius. Great kid. dude. Great dude, great comic, genius, like business fucking guy. So he he's a millennial that gets it. He understands all the shit. He was. I asked him. He's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, man, put it out there. So cool." And some of the lads, all the lads who fucking retweet or whatever, thank you, love you. That's what's most important. I just think that's fucking very cool. And well, I think Biddlecombe is actually one of the reasons why the comedy store is actually thousand percent. I've, I've told him that. They, I don't even know how much that guy's fucking worth because now the, or like he should be paid because now they have a hundred thousand. I don't even do Instagram. I'm retarded like that. But he said his Instagram numbers are up, but Twitter, which I do, there's a hundred thousand fucking people he has on there. And that's just him. Like one of the reasons I don't do Facebook and don't do fucking Instagram. I, I love Twitter. I write jokes on Twitter. Like I can only focus on that because I'm busy. Like to do all of it is a full-time job. And he does that for all things comedy. He does that for the comedy store. I mean, that's a fucking insanely tough job, but you got to be smart. You got to know what the fuck you're doing. And that dude just has it, let alone his fucking great jokes that he does on his own, stand-up wise. It's a full-time job. So so I, I don't even understand it. I don't know how he does it, but hats off to him and thank you to him. And again, to everybody who promoted my jokes about weed and pussy. Those, yeah, so I mean, uh, Jason Glenn, one of the funniest dudes I know, one of the few comics <laughs> that I actually will go and watch if I don't have a set. Like, it's like you, Brian Holtzman, <laughs> and uh, Barris, did the great Don Barris. The great Don Barris. Uh, like three comics that I will, <laughs> well, if I don't have a spot, will go to the comedy store, see a bunch of people I don't like, and... and <laughs> Skakey, listen. All these palming jackals. Listen, listen, listen. No, listen. you listen, sport. <laughs> I know you're bitter right now. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm honest. It's a long-term proposition. Here's the bottom line. Listen, my wife is a fucking dietitian, and she, she sees and tells me the craziest stories of fucking dudes our age, women our age, family, everything's cool. They go in. They have fucking cancer. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Now they're dying. Like cr the craziest shit. So there's some perspective for real. I hear the craziest for real shit. So you are doing your art. You're a brilliant motherfucker. People love you. Fuck everybody else. It, just do that shit. And I love that we're sitting on the couch talking. And I love, 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 love that we gigged together for a lot of years before we really knew each other. Okay, so I'd see you with that fucking stupid ass fucking hockey jersey on your back. Now you have a clue and you can dress, but you'd wear that hockey jersey. I was like, who's this cat? Always funny, always funny, funny, funny stand up. But then I'd say, what's up to you? And this is what I love about comedy and the whole camaraderie that goes with it. So we knew each other kind of, you're yawning. So we knew, knew each other. So I, I had was, a long day. <laughs> I know. Picking up that residual check from your mailbox. It's tough to go to the mailbox and pick up residual checks from two TV shows I'm on, <laughs> but yet certain networks don't see it's okay. value no, no, no. in me. Listen, we're beyond the bitterness now. We're going no, we're zen. not. I embrace it. Okay, it fuels well, me. We'll work on it, but listen. The bitterness fuels me. <laughs> okay, well, whatever makes you funny, keep that to it. But listen, Skakes, so I knew you. We knew each other. Uh, what's the word? Um my vocabulary is shit. But anyway, so peripherally, 
Yeah. And then one night, and I've told you this, we're at the comedy store on the fucking patio. So I'm bullshitting with somebody. I think I have a fucking hit of weed in me and or probably a drink or whatever. And you're sitting next to me and you're like ripping off one liners in my ear about the, either about the situation or the one person I'm talking to. And I'm screaming, laughing. And I said to you, why didn't you tell me you're the funniest guy in the world? I didn't know. So that's bad for me for missing that, how smart you are and how quick you are and how funny you are. I missed it for, I, I love your stand up, but I missed it for five years. And then that was the beginning of magic. And now I love you. So, and now I'm just a lone soldier. Go do it. Listen. Fighting for truth and justice. Listen, I did, I did fucking Rouse's, Jason Rouse's podcast yesterday. I was t- talking to him about you because we we're talking about 80s fucking rock and roll, which I've been listening to again because I'm 48, I'm almost 48. And this is all, all the fucking stupid shit that you've listened to for years. I listened to you when I was 12, 13, 14. Then got kind of got off the bad wagon at 15, got into the cult, love, and some alternative shit. But now I still love all that music. Now I'm getting back and listening to like Ozzy's fucking Boneyard, all that shit, all the maiden stuff that I listened to. But anyway, we were talking about yesterday, and you are so fucking lucky that you have an income from your family that allows you to live a really chill, fucking beautiful life. And for me, it's all about money, money, fucking money. And I love the fact that you really don't have to fucking sweat it too much. And you're lucky, and I love that. Yeah, but I'm still uh, not immune to the bullshit of this business. (laughs) Well, listen, I think what you should do is you should fucking meditate every day. I do. I uh, take hot yoga. I take boxing. I uh, listen to the great thinkers of this generation. Which are who? Um, Paul Stanley. (laughs) Stephen Piercy. I listen to music that puts me in a good mood and uh, that helps me navigate the bullshit of this business. Wow. I'm doing this mini pod in a week where you are a little bit fucking bitter. But you know what? But I'm not bitter, though. It's See, this is what I don't like about L.A. comedy, and I'm assuming it's like the same in New York and in, in, in Canada, wherever. Like, if you're honest, you're labeled as bitter. You know? No, 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 no. Because bitter no. to me is, well, uh, Amy Schumer sucks. Why does she suck? Oh, fuck her. No one's worth $37 million. That's bitter. Like, right. when you're just mad someone else is making money. But right. when I lay out specific facts... Like, you know, I did help build Roast Battle. Uh That's, Brian Moses created it. I helped build it with (laughs) Brian and the coach. (laughs) And Jeff Ross got it on television. But there's no show to get to Jeff uh, unless I save it with Moses and Coach T for a year and a half. So, like, when I see people I beat, get invited back constantly. Obviously, Comedy Central, in some cases, doesn't do background checks on some of their roasters. (laughs) Uh, 
you know, it's like, okay, well, what, what's what's the point of... Uh, well, there'd you know, probably be no fucking show if they did. That's beside the point. But I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, how, how about I get the kid in the St. Jude's commercial? Uh, maybe he can battle before he dies. Uh, well, look, Skakey, look, I think this is just in kind of an outgrowth of this whole fucking town. I saw... Who's the cat that... Um, Matt Damon, Affleck, Ben Affleck, okay, wins best picture, best director, whatever the fuck, and he gets up on the Academy Awards and says, I just have to tell myself, don't hate everybody, don't be bitter, whatever the fuck he says, it's pretty much encapsulates what you're saying, and there is success at the highest level, the pinnacle of this fucking town, and he's fucking got a chip on his shoulder, so that's just something you're going to have to deal with and fucking let it slide right off your I can't beautiful back. Because every day I'm reminded. <laughs> I just got a uh, text from uh, someone, hey, can you help promote the roast battle book? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, you got to be like, really? <laughs> you know, oh, hey, Earl, there's no time for you to be the heckler on television with the judges and all. And then last week I see the guy who replaced me on television. The guy replaced you. In my creation. Oh, but now all of a sudden there's time. You know, it's like unbelievable. Is that being bitter? No, I'm just just saying. I was told there's no time for the house heckler because of the judges and stuff. Now all of a sudden there's time. Let me ask you this. Would you like to trade places with the guy who, whoever the fuck it is, I really don't watch it too much, replaced you? Would you rather be in his fucking shoes, have his probably shitty jokes and stand up, have his life, or have the fucking cush life you have right now? Well, let me just say this. It wouldn't be the first time people (laughs) from Roast Battle got my sloppy seconds, but much like their (laughs) comedy, their dicks couldn't follow me. (laughs) But well, welcome to the world of roast battle, the fantastic world of a show that I help build, but get jacked at every turn. Well, I respect your honesty, and you have enough money to where you can be honest, and you can tell someone to go fuck themselves, and that's a beautiful thing, and they'll probably respect you more for it. So well, that's probably not. not. I mean, even when I was like one of the not even stars, but because there's no stars of this show, but one one of the featured people of it, I couldn't even get on At Midnight. And I I literally saw Bringer Show promoters on At Midnight. Yeah, well, that's my fucking point. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but I'm a loyal person. Like when I You are loyal. So who? that show is over. That show is fucking over. It's pumping out a third season. It's in Canada. It's in uh, Mexico. What's it called again? Roast Battle. No, not Roast Battle. The other show. Oh, At Midnight. At Midnight. It's over. I know, but the point is, is like, I see everyone, literally everyone but me on that show. I mean, mean, you know, I thought it was bad. I couldn't get on Byron Allen's Comics Unleashed. (laughs) You couldn't get on there? Oh, fuck no. The guy wouldn't. The guy wouldn't return my call, but yet I saw like TK, the bringer show promoter on like three times. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I mean, I've lived my life by one rule. Don't burn bridges. Be good to everyone. And, uh, you know, and and even with the podcast, uh, you know, I don't know, man. My whole thing is who gives a fuck. Well, yeah, but like, I remember Chelsea, Chelsea lately. Okay. Those are all my friends who are on that show. Absolutely. Okay. All great dudes. They asked me to be on that show. And I told 
Michael Cox and Chelsea, you know what? Love you both. Thank you. It's not really my fucking thing. Thank you anyway. But now, who gives a fuck? The show is over. Everyone's moved on to something else. It's all going to end. Everything is going to end. Who gives a fuck? Well, but, it's, you know, I do. Okay, well, you need to take an extra boxing class or you need to take a fucking extra hot yoga class. And look, you got money and a big dick. I'm I'd, on stage. Hate to, I'd hate to navigate this business with no money and a small dick. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how people do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot of people, bro, a lot of comics who do this or struggling. This is a really fucking tough town. This is a tough town. They would switch with you in a fucking heartbeat. Of course they would. Yeah. So what are you worried about? I'm worried about the lack of loyalty in this business. Okay, well. I'm a foot soldier. I fight for the little people. I fight for the people <laughs> who can't fight because they have no money and they don't want to burn bridges. I okay. fight for them. I, I'm sticking up for the little people, okay. of which there are many in this world. Uh-huh. People who are afraid to stand up because they, oh, I don't want to burn my bridges. Okay. Well, are you going to name names or no? I don't even know who to be mad at. Well, there you go. So don't be, don't be mad at anybody. Yeah, but it's impossible for that to not That's be. probably true. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, man, at the end of the fucking day, you could be working a fucking stupid office job somewhere. But I'm not. Right. So but, you're good. Well, not really, dude. I mean, it, it's, you, you've got to uh, stand, you know, it's like the, the fat dude who told Tom Selleck in that prison movie he was in, you know, when Tom Selleck didn't want to fight, he said to him, you don't have to stand tall, but you've got to stand. And that's what I do, man. Uh -huh. I stand for myself. Uh -huh. Other, I mean, it's, it's a fine line of, do you stand up for yourself? Do you take it in the ass? Uh, or do you just kind of, you know, get abused by networks and shows that you helped? Like it's a, it's a fine line. Yeah, but then my point is, you'll probably do the gig again. I probably won't. But, you know, uh, I mean, at this point, you know, it, it's like, it, it's a bridge I'm willing to burn from the standpoint I'm, I'm 49. I'll yeah. be 50 in September. They haven't used me outside of roast battle. So am I really burning a bridge? Yeah. You know, maybe I am. Maybe they were going to give me a special in October. Yeah. My whole thing again is, who gives a fuck? Well, but dude, it's easy for you to say that when you, you didn't get burned. Yeah. And you know, I love you, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. Well, you know, it's like, uh, once again, okay. You feel jilted fine. But again, if I were you, I'd rather have your big dick, your fucking constant income, your beautiful fucking apartment in gay West Hollywood. It's a condo, not an apartment. Okay. Apartments, stand corrected. Are, apartments are for the bottom feeders. All <laughs> right. You mean the little people that you're standing up for? The little people. <laughs> now they're I bottom feeders. <laughs> I, I fight for truth and justice. You got a beautiful, gorgeous fucking dog who I love. You're always getting fucking laid. Give me a fucking break. Am I supposed to feel bad for you? I'm not asking anyone to feel bad for me. Right. But like, you know, when I'm asked about you know, why am I, uh, you know, bitter or ma mad or whatever. Uh -huh. I'm honest about it. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. I don't, uh, well, look, dude, 
before you before you entered show business, it was fucked up. It's fucked up now that you're in it, and it's going to be fucked up after you're dead. So to spin your wheels and, and fucking get bent out of shape over it, it's just giving you a fucking probably a headache that you don't need. Oh, yeah. It definitely gives me a headache. And you got great, you have fucking great jokes. You're a fucking great stand-up. And that's what I love. The art of stand-up, you're a fucking great stand-up. So everything else is fucking bullshit to me. So. It is, but this business is all TV credits. Like, you, you know. Is it though? Oh, like, absolutely. Okay, so let's say- If you want good spots. Like if you, if you don't mind, I mean, I love when I go on at the comedy store. I'm, I'm happy for the spots I get. But like, if you, if you want to like- you know, you know uh, go on earlier or whatever it's all about hey we've seen jason galern on the tonight show or we've seen jason galern on the jimmy kimmel show or we've seen earl on the jellies or you know it's if you're on if you are not on tv you might as well uh get ready to do jokes in front of the Guam. is that true i think so yeah i don't know man i don't know i mean to i don't me, know ultimately I mean, to me ultimately at the end of the fucking day it's about art, art, art. The music you love, the fucking music I love, the albums that we still listen to, that's all I give a shit about. Great comedy, great music. So the rest of it's fluff, dude, to me. The rest of it's fluff. Oh, I don't want to be on TV because I think it's going to make me famous. Uh, you know, I think I have a pretty level head uh, about uh, the business. I don't think if I would have gotten roast battle season three that, uh, you know, come Monday after my battle aired, I was going to be uh, in Mission Impossible. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what but I'm saying. I, mean, I don't think it would affect your life either fucking way. It wouldn't have, but... You like, have a poison shirt on. You're going to have a poison shirt on, roast battle or no rest, roast battle. You're going to fuck... You're going to get laid either way. Who gives a fuck? Well, I'm... Maybe just, I'm the asshole. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I am, because all this stuff seems to happen to me, but uh -huh. like... Well, you know, I mean, at some point, like like the fat guy told Tom Selleck, man, you ain't got to stand tall, brother, <laughs> but you've got to stand. That's uh, in An Innocent Man, 1989, Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's when he thought he was going to be a movie star. <laughs> and boy, did the walls come crashing down on that. Well, there you go. That guy went back quicker. Tom to Selleck? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they thought he was going to be, you know, he fucked up because he, the Magnum P.I., by the way, the Magnum P.I. reboot's a Mexican, uh, a Mexican <laughs> dude. That's crazy. No shit? Yeah, he's a Mexican dude. Like, you know. Is he handsome fucking stud? Oh, he's a like, good-looking guy, but like, uh, he doesn't have the mustache. And uh, uh, Higgins, the guy, the guy who played Higgins. He's from a, Kazakhstan. He's a woman now. <laughs> All right, that's cool. And of course, the only thing they kept was the black helicopter pilot. <laughs> TC. TC. <laughs> love TC. But, I mean, like. Well, that's the thing, Skakey, look. But, Tom, they thought Tom Selleck, they wouldn't let him out of the contract. He was supposed to be Indiana Jones. No shit. Yeah. So. No shit. It's crazy. Like, yeah. You know, there's all, I'm a big fan of like, there's so many iconic movie roles that were supposed to go to someone else. Right. You know, the original Han Solo. Uh, did you ever watch The Wire? No. I, I heard it's brilliant, though. Oh, well, you know, it's one of the great TV shows of our, of this generation. Uh, the original Han Solo was the black dude who played the mayor. The, his name's Glenn Thurman. He's, he's not like famous but like he was basically supposed to be han solo and which explains on early drawings of the millennium vulcan there was a dub sticker on the back 
and it had spinners. <laughs> <laughs> See, what should we? T- let's get out of here, motherfucker. Here's the point, though. What you're talking about right now, half the fucking probably half the assholes listening to this, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But it's my podcast. I so get it. No, I no. But care. here's my point. So you, at your age, the shit you've seen, and AIDS, we're the same I don't age. have AIDS. <laughs> oh, age. My bad, my bad. <laughs> That's the point. As funny as you are, you've been able to do all this shit. So your talent has led you. You have, you have no manager, right? You have no fucking agent. <sighs> Who is able to have no manager, no fucking agent, and to do the shit that you've already done in this town? Nobody. So ride that fucking train out, dude, you know? I know, but like, you know... That's uh, your talent. Well, I mean, but, uh, you know, I, I mean... Okay, I, just I've be gone a bitter as cunt, far as I can without an agent or right. manager. You know, at some point you need one to navigate the bullshit. And you're going to probably fucking get one, quite you possibly. Know. You know, you probably will. Well, yeah. you know, I, I don't want one... Uh, I mean, you can really want... Especially in the voiceover field, once you're locked in there... you. Your voice is your agent. Like, yeah. You know, Who knows, dude? Look, I, I do, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. But, you know, I would have loved to be, I, you know what I would love to be? A fucking manager. I would love, I would have loved, now it's too late. Not I, really. I don't know, man. I write jokes. I keep writing these fucking jokes. I'm not, you know, whatever. But I would have, maybe it's not. Who knows? I would have loved to be in like, I'll take you. I'll take you. You're fucking brilliant. You're, I can name 10 dudes right now that I would love to manage. Like in, like literally enjoy trying to get shit for. Because I'd rather do that than get shit for myself, which is fucking weird. So maybe I should have been, but... Maybe you could manage the duo act, Beta and Batata. <laughs> people, now even less people know who the fuck you're talking right, about. We're talking uh, two, <laughs> two legends of the indoor soccer world. <laughs> From the L.A. Lakers, what year is that? You got eight, uh, got 1984. 84, 83, 84. I mean, they were pl- the indoor soccer team at, played at the Forum with the Lakers and the Kings. They literally played in front of a hundred people or less. Incredible. And they were trying everything. They would have Bob Miller, the Kings announcer, and Chick Hearn announce <laughs> the games. Before I forget, that's another thing that I love about you is that you are from this fucking crazy ass town grew up in it. In fact, Rouse and me were talking yesterday when we said, Rouse was so funny, said, you know, you should be like, people should be like, you saw all that fucking Sunset Boulevard craziness. So people should be coming up to you going, hey man, what happened? (laughs) All those, all those bands you love, they forget you were sober going through it. Well, that's why I think I'm (laughs) such a fan of that era over people like say you and you know, whoever, because I was in it. Yeah. you know, I remember like the mid eighties, late eighties, you know, you drive, I lived in Bel Air. So any parties I would have to go to, I would have to take sunset and go to, you know, East. Right. And it was just sunset was like an ant farm of pussy (laughs) and just incredible freaks. Totally incredible. And there was no internet really. There was no MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, me too, vine, me three. (laughs) Uh, So like, if you were like poison, you, you couldn't send out a tweet you know, like the comedy store did tonight. Hey, catch Earl Skakel at th- this time and Holtzman and Jason Galern. You had to go on these uh, scavenger hunts and put your flyers up on uh, li- uh, telephone poles. Yeah. And then you'd have to redouble back because as soon as you would leave your flyer on, Warrant would go and put their flyer over poisons. And then 
Yeah, it was crazy. The you, space and time, amazing. It yeah. was grassroots marketing, guerrilla marketing at its finest, if you will. And a few people saw it. You saw it. Polly saw it. Who I else? I lived it. You uh, lived it. Who else was here? I mean, uh, guys like Holtzman, probably, but he was more in the... Uh, Holtzman wasn't here at, in the He was 80s, in the was beach. He? Uh, he was probably by the beach, but like, you know, I, I don't know who else saw it, but like... Well, I'll tell you what. I came down here from NorCal because my buddy moved down here with his family. So I, I came down here in like 86, okay? So 86... And I fucking, 86 or 87, and I remember hearing the Appetite record every fucking where. My buddy took me to Huntington Beach, the OP, OP Pro, all over Hollywood, and that record was fucking everywhere. So I saw, and, my, and then he took me like to a dance club where there was like a thousand fucking teenagers, the most beautiful women I've ever seen, at a dance club for teenagers. Oh, it was, I was like, probably uh, Florentine Gardens. I think that's what it was. That's on what, Hollywood Boulevard. And, and there's nothing like this only 400 miles west. Or I mean, north. Yeah. So this this was a different planet, bro. Oh, dude. LA's I'm, like, and it, I'm it just telling took, you. Yeah, it was incredible. Totally so incredible. There was Club 321 in Santa Monica. Incredible. There, there was the Odyssey on Beverly Boulevard, which is now a Florentine mobile. Gardens was with. Oh, yeah. It was that like was fucking Mostly it. Mexican girls, but mm -hmm. like. Uh, and then Hollywood, uh, Hollywood and La Brea was Garden of Eden. I mean, yeah, uh, incredible. Where Pink Taco is on Sunset now. That used to be the hottest club in the country called Roxbury. Yeah. Across the street from that on Friday and Saturday nights was Carlos and Charlie's. But at midnight on Friday and Saturdays, from ten to <laughs> from ten to midnight, they had Chippendales. <laughs> but because of the crew of dudes I ran with we all knew the door guys because they were all agents and managers and all the door guys in this town are actors or, you know, trying to sell their scripts. So we'd get the VIP treatment. So the dude at, at Carlos and Charlie's is like, show up at midnight. You guys will be the first guys in. And why the fuck do you want to see the Chippendales? Oh, no, no. It was Chippendales from 10 to midnight. And then the, the chicks and then hung at out. midnight, they turn it into just a dance club. Incredible. So if All you the were, were horny. If, yeah. If you were one of the <laughs> first five, six dudes to walk in, you were raped. Yeah. I mean, they were just so worked up. It was bachelorette parties, just, you know, whores celebrating. And I mean, it was. Well, dude, look. look. It was amazing. Dude, I think what you. Hi, what's your name? And I would usually be with my buddy. I'm like, uh, this is Patrick Fitzmichael and I'm Michael Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think what you're experiencing right now is something that I'm experiencing that a lot of people do. It's basically basic nostalgia. And I think the, our nostalgia means something even more now because, not because we're older, because shit is so fucked up now and shit is so fucking crazy now that well, I want to go back to, I want to go back to the fucking 90s. But like you this can't because back then... And I've often thought, why was it so good back? Like now, you know, if you want to go to a comedy club. I'm just talking about like people I'm getting saying, fired like, for writing jokes. It's but like, it, like if you want to go to the comedy store tonight, you know, and, and it's the number one club in the country. But it, it is, you know, it, it's a couple bucks to get in. It's a couple bucks to park. It's a couple bucks for dinner. Uh, you know, if you go out for drinks after. I mean, it, it can be uh, a night where some money is spent. But back then, you know, you had to go out like and do that. Like now you could go, oh, well, let's just watch Netflix. Let's order pizza. 
and, and we can watch Netflix and watch, uh, you know, the Jason Galern uh, comedy special or, or you know, the Theo Vaughn special on Netflix. Yeah, but people are still going out to show. It's but I mean, back then, then, if you wanted to go out, if you wanted to be entertained, you had to go out. You had to leave the house. You had to go, if you wanted to see a concert, if you wanted to go see Rat play at the Forum, you had to go see Rat play No doubt about forum. it, yeah. Now, now I could just put on YouTube and, and look at Rat videos. Which is what you do. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, would Piercy be jealous if he saw that fucking gay poison shirt on your fucking chest? Oh uh, no, they were. Uh, I was Buddies? there, eighty six in the Rat Poison tour. Oh, Rat! Who opened for who? Uh, poison opened for Rat. Oh, incredible! Rat was a bit. You know, they had a big massive, massive eighty three to eighty six. They were probably uh, rivaled Motley Crue in terms of popularity. I saw them. I was fourteen at the San Jose Convention Center or San Jose, whatever the fuck it was. It was Robin Crosby's birthday. Fastway today. opened up. It's his birthday No today. shit. Yeah. No shit. August 4th. No fucking shit. Robin. Well, this is... King Crosby. Incredible. Yeah. Rest well, in peace. Actually, that's why I brought you up, because Rouse was wondering how he died, like what got him made. So I said it was either pussy or drugs. I think it was drugs. Probably both. I mean, you know, right. he, he, this is a guy who was like doing heroin with Nikki Six and... Craziness. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, he... he fucked a fair amount of girls but he always had like girlfriends like he was pretty faithful so right he was uh, frank and earnest with his women frank in chicago earnest in florida <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know I, I saw a rat recently they're you know they're down to two og members mr piercy and the bouncing Beaner. so what you took me to at the fucking roxy or the whiskey that, that was, was just piercy and a solo okay that was a that one of the 12 different incarnations well i love that shit man I like Piercy's crowd work. You guys want to hear some more? Fuck yeah. Dude, when is he coming back on the couch? Yeah, uh, you know, he's a busy guy, but, uh, you know, hopefully soon, you know, there's, uh, you know, that's the bummer about this podcast is I do make people come to me, but uh, it's just how I do it. And, uh, you know, uh, I lose some interviews, but I think once people get here, you know. How do you, how do you suck out the cum from this couch? Um, Someone come in and do that for yeah, you? Yeah, I have a guy who comes in in a hazmat uh, <laughs> outfit. I mean, this I mean, couch is... This couch has seen more <laughs> ass than a horse's saddle. <laughs> yeah. If this couch could talk, it would be like, clean me. Incredible. Yeah, oh. and then fucking Piercy sat on this too, which, Piercy, didn't, which wasn't... Piercy, we've had Joey Allen cleaner. from Warrant. We've had uh, Fred Corey from Cinderella. Incredible. We've had uh, who, uh, you know, Drew Rose from Wildside. I uh, mean, pretty much every fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> but they love it though, you know, like... No, dude, I love it. I, I love it. And a lot of those fucking dudes are still doing it. And that's what it's about. You just keep fucking doing what you're doing. Nobody knows. I don't have a network behind me, millions of dollars, and I'm number ten on iTunes. Listen, today. don't get don't get back to bitterness. You're in you're in an I'm 80s saying, cloud, and you're in happy you're in a happy I'm fucking just place saying, right now. I've got no backing behind me, and I'm beating all these major networks who back their podcasts Skakes. with fake followers Skakes. and bots and phony listeners. <laughs> Not me, Jackson. Hey, Earl, what did you do? Hack into iTunes? Yeah, I've hacked into iTunes for seven months, you 
palming jackals (laughs) number one podcast in the comedy charts on itunes in australia listen i think on that what do you think i did uh, fucking uh, hack into australians itunes charts you fucking i've never seen fools one of my goals in this fucking town is to get you stoned i don't know if it'll happen maybe it won't we're brothers either way but i think medicinal marijuana would help you mellow the fuck out no i don't think it would because i'd still get fucked over but that's okay <laughs> I'm Listen, like, let me ask you this skakes we're just talking about piercy you're seeing fucking piercy from age 16 17 18 you love that era now you're opening for him you have him on your podcast you did it you fucking won you're doing it you're living the fucking dream and I've got Thorpe from the White Shadow coming, He's coming on. on. I love it. White Shadow. You ever? You never of course, got into that show. Bro, I'm the same age, of course. Love the White Shadow. Look, you're having Piercy's fucking stupid ass knuckles on your thing. He gave you those, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm really... Uh, did you request the hot pink color? I did. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to have Thorpe on from the White Shadow. Super cool. Uh just because that was a great... I always plug the White Shadow when I can. It's on Hulu. Oh, is it on Hulu? Oh, yeah. fucking cool. Oh, cool, dude, cool. it's... What, you know, people forget that show was on the air when there was only three networks. CBS, NBC, ABC. What was it on? I forget. Uh, it was on CBS Monday nights. Oh, what a trip. And to cover some of the topics that they did, you know, rape, abortion, uh, you know, the one episode... Uh, guy transferred from another high school because he was gay and like they really went deep but if i can <laughs> if i can just i cover rape and abortion on my cd on irishcomic.com by the way but back and to what's your, the name of the cd these are jokes these are jokes irishcomic.com back to your fucking just buy this. What, how much does it cost 15 bucks 15 bucks <laughs> it's a little overpriced if you want my opinion. It is about, well, that's either maybe that's why people aren't buying it, but I just think nobody gives a fuck. Well, I'm not thing. going out and buying shit either. I get music for free, comedy free. Nobody buys anything. That was my original point. I just love that people are like, go buy it. That's fucking I would have cool. done it for nine bucks. But And the only reason I say that is because every comedy album on iTunes, every most bands' albums, unless it's a double, my- is nine. I'll tell you what though, I'll, and you're right. And no, my, no, I'm not saying no, I'm no, right. You're a thousand percent. My, I have another comedy CD. It's called I'm a Lesbian. It's on fucking. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. I've got a few bucks from that. Not much, but like I edited this fucking thing so much, and there was so much work put into it. I'm like, okay, people buy it, maybe not, but I want to get paid because they take out the fucking. Everyone takes a cut. Simple Goods takes a cut. The stripe takes a cut, so it's really down to fucking no money. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, fifteen bucks is uh, more than worth it. Like you're one of the funniest dudes I know, and that's uh, that's on the real. <laughs> but like you know, and there's no money in it. So my point to you is, ultimately, it's all about fucking art. So do your art. Everybody oh, I can do, suck dude. it. I do my art, Holmes, <laughs> on this couch. Yeah, I. I it's called <laughs> spray art. So what were you saying about the white shadow now? So if I were to guide one, you know, uh, like whenever I tell people about all in the family, you know, you know, that show was on the air for like 15 seasons, you know, people are going to, I'm not watching 15 seasons. I say, watch the episode with Sammy Davis when he had to go to Archie Bunker's house. It's the greatest half hour uh, sitcom episode. No one comes close to it. Yeah. In terms of the White Shadow, uh, season two, 
I want to say it's episode 15. That's another thing. They did like 22 episodes a season. Now, whereas now you do like 10 episodes a season. Right. So you really got your money's worth. Uh, it's when the coach takes Thorpe, Coolidge, and Salami. <laughs> the go- the go- Salami's like a huge director now. Uh-huh. Cool. Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. You tell me. Uh, yeah. He and Thorpe is like a huge director, a lot of TV shows. Uh, Coolidge, you know, he's, he acts a little bit. Uh, they, they, uh, the coach Reeves takes him to the golf course. And golf courses are incredibly racist, like beyond racist. So it's just the racial zingers that were going on in this episode were so funny. Right. Uh, and ahead of their time. Like now, it wouldn't be that funny, but when Salami says to uh, Thorpe, who's wearing knickers, you know, you know what knickers are, right? Of course. They're this like almost clown looking like pants. Salami goes, Hey, uh, Thorpe, nice knickers. And Coolidge looks at him and goes, What did you call him? <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Right. And then. Well, that wouldn't even get on the fucking air now. So. Well, but I mean, oh, well, yeah, but then there's uh, Salami orders an artichoke. And he's looking, he didn't understand there's nothing in an artichoke. So he gets to the center of the artichoke. He goes, hey, coach, I got chipped. There's nothing in It's just the stupidest, like, juvenile humor. And the coach orders some Vichy Soie. You know what Vichy Soie is. It's potato no. soup. Okay. And it's, it's, you say Vichy Soie. And Salami goes, what's Vichy sauce? What the fuck? <laughs> Vichy sauce. <laughs> well, dude, look, Skakes, listen. Hold on, hold on. A word from our sponsors. <laughs> Skakey, I always thought, I'm like, I told fucking E, it's like, like I told you, to be stuck in an 80s bubble. I, I love it. Listen, listen to me. I was like, you are fucking have some type of autism. Absolutely. Listen, but listen, now, and I've always told you that, how the fuck can you not progress past this music, past this shit you love? But now I'm starting to understand you. Shit is so fucked up now. It's like, give me a cocoon that I can understand. Give you a what? A cocoon. Oh, sorry. (laughs) What is this fucking white shadow? What are we on? The reboot? The links? (laughs) Cocoon. Cocoon. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's a it's good like, movie with Don Amici. <laughs> also Don. the 80s. Also you're fucking. Donnie Amici. Anyway, you know what I'm talking well, about. Well, I like, like, people do ask me, why do you still like Rat? No, why I get do you it. like I get uh, it. Poison? Because I, the world is so fucked up. <laughs> no matter what side, whether you're a Trumper, you hate the guy, or it's you too know, weird Putin, uh, or Putin. Pooty Poot. Or the fucking idiot in uh, Korea. Uh, I want to be weird. entertained. Yeah, it's too weird. I, I look at an old Poison video. Uh, it's entertaining <laughs> to me. I used to jack off to those guys till I found out they were guys. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to be entertained. Too. That's why I watch The White Shadow. It's entertaining. Listen, it- Skakes, that's my point. I understand you more than ever now. That's why I'm going back to fucking Sirius XM Boneyard, Ozzy's Boneyard. I'm listening to fucking Ozzy Bark at the again. Moon with Jakey yeah, Lee. thousand percent. So... You know. I get it. I get it. Back. I still love all the new music coming out. I love fucking Rock Roll, so I'm up on it. But I'm very more nostalgic now than ever. And I, oh, by the way, and let me tell you this, and I'll fucking tell my buddy to listen. I went up to NorCal for my kids' water polo tournament, hung out with my buddy Steve Corral, who is just like you. The guy from who, the office? <laughs> 
<laughs> who you would love and he would love you. And he's stuck in the same shit because he's like, bro, he's has a wife and two, two kids. He just stays stoned. He worked at eBay for fucking years. And he's just like, dude, give me rock and roll. Give me weed. Give me booze. Get me through this fucking life. So he's in the same boat. And a part of it is our age too, man. And all these young fucking comics, they'll get there too. And they'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ, get me back to fucking where, wherever. Because who knows where shit is going now? I mean, it's so weird now. Where the fuck's it going? I don't know, dude. Oh, I mean, you know, that's why I like... You know, the first Rambo movie, like, <laughs> which 80, is an incredible fucking movie. Came in, I think, 83, 84, no CGI. There's no special effects. It's just Stallone's acting at his finest. <laughs> you know, nothing is over. <laughs> Johnny, come on home. It's over, Johnny. I feel like Rambo against Comedy <laughs> Central. Nothing is over. Well, look, he got fucked with this Me Too bullshit, too. Like, yeah, everyone's the, going down. They're well, all I going mean, down. You know, me He was too. supposed to be on the fucking roast. Jordy t told oh, me, he's watch like... watch out. Let's not mention names. <laughs> no, Jordy's cool. He, he told me, he's like, write jokes about this fucking dude because he's going to be on the roast, Sylvester Stallone. And then, boom, they drop him with a Me Too shit or an accusation, and he backs out. So they're all falling, bro. All your heroes are falling. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know if I uh, believe the Stallone one. I mean, uh, apparently... And, oh, it's probably all fucking horseshit. Well, that's I mean, a, who that's knows? the point. It could be true. Like, you know, I, I, I've had this discussion a lot. Uh, you know, the guy's never believed, like, if it's not true. If a girl says, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone did X, Y, and, you know, O against me, like, you're going to think, well, why would she make that up? You know, uh, and I'm just saying in some cases, it's, you know, they're lying. You know, the Duke lacrosse team, those guys' lives are ruined forever. No, they're not. They're cool I'm now. Dude, I'm telling you, every interview. No, they were fucked up for a while, but they, they, but they were that stigma cool will now. follow them around forever. Reg Seligman, who was the captain of the lacrosse team, and he had a degree in economics, so he knew two didn't go into 47. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, and coming from Duke. Dude, the like stress any, that those cats went under alone ha will give you PTSD. But any interview that guy goes on, if he goes in in two years from now to uh, this accounting firm, in Madison Avenue, it's that's the Duke Lacrosse guy. Especially if he tunes into the inappropriate Earl podcast, I'd love to get of. him on. <laughs> he's like, but I mean, you know, all over but again. you know, like Stallone, it's like I mean, over. I guess during the filming of Over the Top, you know, the girl had some pretty wild accusations about him and the bodyguard. I don't know if it's true or not. That's why just get a fucking chick, get married or get a chick, stay mellow. And just fucking ride that out. I'm so happy for any comic that has a relationship. Henchcliffe just got married. Love his fucking wife. Great girl. Love her. So happy for the both of them that he doesn't have to deal with fucking any crazy bullshit anymore. And who else? Like fucking... Uh, well, you. You got a great wife. With 20 you know. years, Michigan, amazing fucking wife. Uh, uh, Danto, just thank you, Danto. Yeah. Just retweeted today like fucking uh, Steve-O did. Like... He's got his fucking wife. He's got a kid now. He doesn't have to navigate the crazy fucking waters of insane fucking women or insane men or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because I don't even know. I don't, they would be weird fucking dating. I don't even know how people fucking do it. 
I mean, you know, for me, it's uh, tough, but... Uh, I'd be like, look, I want to eat your pussy. If I was saying, look, I want to eat your pussy. I want to make you come. Is that cool? I mean, you'd have to make sure I'm, I'm going to eat your pussy, right? And she would say yes, right? And you need then, a consent form. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what you have to do. You need to have like... <laughs> a lawyer. A paperwork uh, <laughs> at, at your desk. Right. I mean, I had a couple broads. <laughs> Uh, or as Holtzman would say, <laughs> I, I had a couple dames uh, at the comedy store a few months ago go, hey, this actually happened. I'm not doing a bit. In the kitchen one night, I think it was a Saturday night, uh, good vibe. You know, Saturday nights is cool up there. And hey, Earl, uh, we hear you have a really big dick. Uh, can we see uh, the yeah, dick pic? that's an entrapment. You could fucking... But I'm like, you know, I literally <laughs> uh, drilled them for 10 minutes about you're asking to see my dick pic. Yeah. Like, you're, Hit you're, record. You want me to show you the Hebrew hammer, and uh, I showed it to him. Hello. <laughs> well, the thing. But is, I mean, right. like, what if uh, the thing is, Skakes? It's so crazy now. Only fucking a year ago, or eight, ten months ago, is different than the climate is now. Oh, it's yeah. changing so fucking fast. You have to. I mean, luckily in that regard, I don't have anything to worry about. I've never like been. You know, I throw it out there once. If you're not into it, that's fine. Well, that's the fu that's the point. The dudes that are fucking cool and not you do a rape joke. You're not a rapist. All the fucking guys who everyone thought were cool, they're the fucking freaks. The dudes that are going down are like they're they're doing jokes. You know what I mean? It's like shit's well, just nuts. I mean, dude. you know, but you never know though. I had a situation a couple of years ago where uh, I was in between girlfriends and. Uh, you know, to, yeah, like a friends with benefits type of situation. And she I, fucking felt differently after. Well, I was very honest. I said, "Hey, you know, it's it's you know, this is fun, but you know, I don't want anything." And I laid it out. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen this, uh, you know, route that I was uh, building with this girl, and then all of a sudden, oh uh, no, I started dating uh, someone, and uh, I said, "Hey, we, you know, we can't really uh, do what we're doing anymore." And she said, "You're a fucking dick. I'm gonna." Uh, I'm gonna um, ruin you. I'm gonna do this. Holy and that. shit! She didn't end up doing it, but it was just like you know, what if she said Earl did this? You know, yeah, I but mean, that's the closest I've ever come to like anything. So, you how hot was the pussy? Incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> the crazier the better. I mean, nothing's for free, bro. It's always you gotta get you give and take. I mean, I give. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but, you know, there's some people who uh, have. Uh, no, it's too weird, man. It's dating. I I don't even know. Well, it's all I'm around are comics and, 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 yeah. and servers and staff of comedy clubs or yeah. the bars that have comedy nights. You know, all I mean, the girls are fucking cool now. The waitresses, I didn't know any of the waitresses for years and years, but oh, they're awesome. They're There's really fucking one, cool. Really fucking it's cool. It's never been better at the comedy store in terms of the, the group of waitresses. Really there. cool. I'll and, tell you what, too, man. I really fucking, the people, like the generation that I really love, like millennials catch a lot of shit, but everyone who I've met who's like 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, like I really like that fucking generation. I think they're smart, they're funny. And they're actually fuck. They're pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? Well, I get along with the younger twenties uh, girls uh, because I think guys their age don't know how to fuck. Right. So. Uh, oh right. Well, that's the other thing too. Like a woman. Like okay, man. So <laughs> like 
a woman doesn't want a guy who's a fucking bitch either. Like all these men are getting emasculated from this me too, which is a good thing. And whatever. Why not me? What's (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's like a woman, it's like you be a woman, I'll be the fucking dude and everything will be cool. So they don't want a dude who's a pushover either. No woman wants that. They, they might say they do, but they fucking know. They want their pussy eaten properly. They want to get fucked correctly. They want to come. And that's it. And that's normal. What's wrong with that? Come one, come on. I'm about all. to jack off on your couch again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, you know, my mom told me one thing about sex. Uh, make the girl happy and they'll always come back. And I'm not going to say they all come back. A they thousand don't. percent. But I would say, uh, let's just say I have a high return rate. <laughs> a thousand percent. If you, if you make a woman come, she's like, holy shit. You're good. You can fuck her a few more times. By the way, that poison shirt, are those are those men or are those women on your shirt? That's uh this is the uh album cover for Look What the Cat Dragged In. Because the, the one in the top is left looks pretty hot. I don't know what it is. That's uh Brett Michael. Oh, it's this a guy. Is I'm out. Bobby Dahl, <laughs> okay. CC DeVille, and uh <laughs> okay. I'm out. Brett Michaels. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. I mean, that that's <laughs> Uh, if you look at the first Poison album cover, like the, I mean, this is a black and white picture. Like they all four look like you know uh, chicks, h- hot chicks. Yeah, I mean, I'm out. You know, uh, the singer from King Cobra, uh, <laughs> Mark Free. Well, he went he went the other direction. Transgender. Uh, well, yeah, he's the OG Caitlyn Jenner. Listen, like, I'm gonna his st- name I'm- Mark Free uh, is now Marcy Free and fully functional. Well, think Hello. about this. <laughs> Think how bitter you are. Now Marcy Free is going, hey, wait, I was the first transgender. Why am I not fucking famous on the cover of Vanity Fair? See? It's all timing, bro. Well, I mean, uh, Caitlin. Listen, I'm going to book Marcy Free on your fucking podcast. Well, I would book- love to. Let me, I'll, I'm a, I, I don't even know if she's on, uh, you know, I mean, but she, she, he, I mean, he had a great voice. Well, you might want to straighten that out first before we uh, bring <laughs> I still don't know if it's a deal. If you want to, uh, <laughs> I'll plug a King Cobra video because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, they did a song for the Iron Eagle soundtrack. That was like the Top Gun ripoff with... Uh, 80, 85, 86. It came out just, I think, either just before or just after Top Gun. Uh, and... Uh, it was called Never Say Die, and how they got this guy in the video, I'll never know. Louis Gossett Jr., an Oscar-winning actor, Legend. is in the Never Say Die video playing the drill instructor, and the band King Cobra... That killed his career, by the way. It, well, it didn't help. <laughs> I haven't seen him since. Oh, it's such a good video. It's a good song. I mean... Never say die, I'm an eagle. Never look back, never say die. <laughs> it's a jammer. How come you haven't fucking sang that on my voicemail? I've never heard that. I because it's rap. not racist enough. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. Lewis well, Gossett probably jacked off Marcy Free in that fucking... Oh God, you got to hear the true story, the E-True Hollywood story of fucking... Iron Eagle. I would uh, say probably my favorite 80s uh, freaker that I've had on here was the OG bass player of Pat Benatar, Roger Caps. He came on, and this is a guy who like wrote Shadows of the Night. He brought love, his guitar. Shows, uh, Pat Benatar? Yeah. I love that. He was the bass player in Pat Benatar's band you know, in the early days. 
Met how, are you, how are you number 10 on iTunes if none of your listeners know what the fuck you're talking about? Because it's called uh, having <laughs> doing one every week, uh, consistency. I mean, I, I get people... Like ask, some people are going to go watch Iron Eagle tonight. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, I, someone listening to this podcast is going to go on YouTube and look up King Cobra. Now you got to spell it like they do. <laughs> King, <laughs> K-I-N-G. Cobra is K-O-B-R-A. King Cobra, Never Say Die. It's a great video. Never say die, Iron Eagle. Never look back, never say die. Your autism is kicking in hard, bro. What's the caffeine? <laughs> it's, you know, I'm the excitement of a spot in three hours at the comedy store. Incredible. You know, Incredible. it's excitement. You're happy now? You're not so bitter? Everything's Dude, fucking I'm okay? I'm not bitter. I'm honest, man. You know, it's like, uh, you, you know, I, I challenge anyone who knows the story of roast battle to challenge me on something that's, uh, listen, I that's apologize. not true. I apologize for bringing that up. No, Let's no, fucking... I love talking about it because it's, it's a fascinating, it's been a fascinating education for me. I always say this about the group of friends who got me into stand up comedy. They were all agents, managers. They worked hundred hour weeks and they played hundred hour weekends in two days. Uh, like we would all go to hockey games and, on the ride from their office to the forum, they would have to call like Steven Seagal. And it was so educational for me to listen to them bullshit. Right. Steven Seagal and the new script for Under Siege 3. <laughs> like really pump them up about Missing it. Missing in action six. And so with Roast Battle, it was, it's been an, an ongoing fascinating experience of this is how a show works behind the curtain. Like they strap a rocket on your back when they figure out they don't need you, but that's okay. Cause my podcast does better than anyone's podcast on comedy <laughs> central. And they got millions of dollars behind every fucking podcast. I blame I don't myself dollar one. I blame myself, dude. You're at the fucking comedy store. You got a big dick. You got a lot of money and fucking you got past. You, you got a fucking, you got past the store you're a fucking genius. Everything is okay. It's all going to work out. Where can people find your uh, comedy album again? Irishcomic.com, uh, jasongalern.com. Uh, and then I got to figure it out. I got to put it on fucking. Trip told me go to go to CD Baby or Polofsky said she'll get me hooked up at New Dynamics. I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. I love gigging. I love my family. I love you. I love my friends. I love fucking comics. I love pussy. I love to eat pussy. Everything is okay. I had a meeting with New Dynamics once, and uh, you know, they I I was like, let's do video and audio. Like, let's just fucking film it one night and do it like Hinchcliffe did with his. You know, I right? Mean, people don't realized what Hinchcliffe did. He just said, fuck it. I'm going to film my own thing. I'm going to sell it to Netflix. And the guy at uh, Comedy Dynamics was looking at me like I was speaking Swahili to him. It's like, dude, this is right. how it's done. Like, let's do it. And they, you know, it didn't work out. And then yeah. I saw some Ex of the... Executives, uh, most don't have a fucking clue. Most are the worst. But you know what? Who gives a fuck? You got friends. You're gigging. Oh, yeah, I'm gigging. But like when you see like, like a show like Roast Battle, like it's such a simple concept. You and me battling funny jokes. You don't need to bring in celebrities. You know, you don't Well, need look, I've seen, I've, I'm, I got a, I got a job. So 
I, I missed the Tuesday night. I've seen it a few times late Tuesday. It's really fucking funny. And the show that I've seen on, on the clips on TV, I've laughed my ass off. It's a magic thing. You're a fucking big part of it. No, I was a big part of it <laughs> until I got jump jacked on it. But that's all right. Because when you go on Twitter and Instagram, you can add up all the other fucking battlers <laughs> and one fucking line that says, bring back this person. You won't find one tweet. Bring back Earl. You'll find a hundred tweets. But let's bring back everyone but Earl. Well, the booker, the comedy store knows that you're like... He's the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal. He love you. And that's another thing. He he knows that you're the funniest guy in the fucking world. Who knows how long he'll be there? And who knows? Everything fucking changes. But if you look at, like, I don't want to mention his name because then people fucking will bug him. Hey, can I get past? No, he's really good at fucking that. He's better than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Because if you look... At the people he's passed, like I and Candace Thompson were the first two people he passed. I love we're not Candace. famous. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm certainly yeah. Well, not. that's the thing. Well, that's the thing about E. Like that's I respect. If if he loves beyond even comedy music, he loves what he loves, and he he doesn't love it. He's outro, and so there's no fucking bullshit in between. You know but yeah, I mean? he just but the point, you know, like comparing how the comedy stores run to say roast battle. Yeah, uh, is. You know, no fluff, no bullshit. Hey, let's get Ralphie May in. And Ralphie May was awesome. Like, he's a great comic, but he wasn't a roaster. Like, I would have rather seen that spot go to say someone like Doug Fager, who's a great roaster. Adam, oops, I just said his name, but like, he sits there and goes, okay, well, Earl may not be the most famous guy, yeah, but he's funny. Skakes. Skakes. I was. I was I started there. I answered the phones there. I put those fucking stupid names on the wall there. I worked the fucking door there. I've done all that. I was a regular, and I was out of that club for ten fucking years because that whack job that was running it was like, wow. it got me like late, late, late. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm out. Stop calling in. As soon as he the fucking week, now I'm his buddy from way back. But the fucking week he took over, I had a spot. Fuck everybody. Everybody can suck it. I respect that. That's why I fucking love that dude. One of the many reasons. And that's how it's got to be. So you have your friends and everybody else can fucking suck it. But let me tell you about roast battle. Everything changes, bro. You're going to take a picture of me with no shirt on like a fucking... Everything changes. Listen, I'm a half-assed Buddhist. Everything changes. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You go back on roast battle or you don't. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) <laughs> that's my next my that's the name of my next record that nobody buys who gives a fuck well when i do go back if i do i'm taking on the big dogs <laughs> i don't want to battle the kid in the saint jude's commercial with the fucking blankie at the end of the commercial i want whoever has got the balls <laughs> to go up against me you know i'm sorry i retire comedy central employees i'm sorry i beat everyone you wanted to see when i told you who to put me against you didn't listen that's like that that's not that's not a fucking legitimate even show it's like it's not it's not about the winner or the loser it's about the producer that's why i love moses he's making fucking money nobody gives a fuck who wins or loses it's well, about the should. producer it should be a competitive no, it's bullshit you know, it's all it's, fluff it's, it's all over money. johnny <laughs> it's never over. Love Where can you, people skates. find you on Twitter? Uh, at Jason Galern. I write jokes that I'm worried about. Now I kind of fucking block. I kind of block my account during business hours because I'm really worried about people 
like fucking jobs, like people are getting fired. So, but ultimately I say pussy, I talk about weed on Twitter and I write jokes and who knows what's going to happen. I hope everything will be cool and no one's vindict a vindictive fucking cunt. I wish everybody peace and love, including you, the genius that you are. Thank you, Skakes. And the voiceover, I came over here just to do the VO, the animation I'm doing. And now we're doing a mini podcast, which turned into a fucking full on hour. The real deal. Love it. You're yeah. my hero. My hero. You have some of the funniest jokes uh, that I know and about the 80s and the fucking what's my favorite. Do you know my favorite joke? You do. Tubes. Thank you. I will always forever, if you're ever on stage, get ready to fucking me call that shit out because there's no funnier joke than that. All right. Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. We're number 10 on the iTunes comedy charts as of tonight. No help. No network behind me. No cash. I might have just fucked that up. But anyway, maybe. No producers. No, no one backing daddy but my hard work. Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. Leave a review if you haven't done so already. We'll be back. Sucker. <laughs>